Hey, everybody. And hi, Sheena. Welcome to She Leads Her Life podcast. Thank you for being here today. I'm so excited you're here. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about your background, about yourself? Sure. Um, I am from Madison, Wisconsin, and I left for college, uh, went to Boston for college, um, came back to Madison for a little while, worked in restaurants, realized that I really loved cooking and food um, in general, and so ended up moving to New York um, and working for uh, this man who was the wine consultant at Gourmet Magazine for a couple of years, um, doing his event planning and as his assistant. And we saw, um, we went to the James Beard Awards in uh, 2003 or four, uh, and saw Alice Waters, who is a chef in Berkeley, California, um, an activist, uh, speak about a program and project that she had started at a school, a middle school in Berkeley called the Edible Schoolyard which is um, a food and garden program or a cooking and garden program that um, is integrated into the middle school curriculum um, at a public school in Berkeley. And I really fell in love with her program and ended up going to culinary school, quitting that job, going to culinary school uh, in Hyde Park at the Culinary Institute of America. Um, that was a two-year program. In the middle of the two years, I went out to Alice Waters restaurant, Chez Panisse in Berkeley and worked um, there as an intern for six months and then came back to finish up school. Felt like if I wanted to do uh, work with kids in nutrition that I should really um, have some serious line cooking experience. I was in New York so um, I moved to New York City and worked at Gramercy Tavern for about a year. Um, after that uh, moved upstate uh, New York again and did AmeriCorps for a year servicing migrant farm workers and their children teaching nutrition um, and kind of food education. Uh, then I went to grad school at Teachers College uh, at Columbia for um, health and nutrition education um, and did my fellowship um, at a school in Harlem teaching teachers about uh, food and nutrition and really didn't know what I was doing and so knew that the Edible Schoolyard, the program that I had initially been inspired by that Alice Waters started, um, was starting a teacher training program. So I moved out to Berkeley and did some writing um, about that program. Um, and then they asked me to stay on. Uh, their director was moving to Thailand to start some edible schoolyards there um, and asked me if I would be interested in helping to lead that program. And so stayed out in Berkeley um, for what I thought was gonna be about a year. It ended up being like three and a half. I helped uh, start some edible schoolyards in Southern California. Um, and then I moved back to New York and worked for um, a really cool organization called Stone Barn Center for Food and Agriculture, uh, which is an hour north of New York City. Um, it's on the Rockefeller's Old Dairy Farm. There's a farm education center um, and restaurant. And I ran the programming at the nonprofit um, and um, sort of like the visitor experience. Um, did that for a few years, was commuting from Brooklyn. Once it got really administrative, felt like I really wanted to have my hands um, in the work a little bit more. Um, and so ended up taking a job in Brooklyn in my neighborhood at a progressive private school teaching first grade um, and created a curriculum that was um, all around food for those first graders. Um, at that point, I reconnected with 
my now husband, who was, I had met originally at um, Gramercy Tavern. And he was at the French Laundry, a restaurant in Napa. Uh, we started a long distance relationship, um, going back and forth. And then since I was teaching, I decided to take the summer and try out living in Napa with him and it worked. So I moved out there. Um, we ended up getting engaged and married and had a kid and had another kid mm-hmm. and uh, wanted to open a restaurant. And Joe, my husband, um, has been a chef since he has been working in food and cooking since he was um, 15. We're both almost 40. And so he felt really ready after being at the French Laundry for six years and cooking for all of that time um, to start a special restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I have always wanted to own a business. Um, So we started looking around for spaces and um, ended up deciding to move back to Madison. Mm -hmm. And here we are. And I should tell everyone, our listeners, Sheena's one of my good friends, and I'm so excited <laughs> she's here to tell her story about um, getting to Madison and them in the process of opening the restaurant, the Harvey House, right here in Madison. And this is such a crucial point in our history, in our lives with the coronavirus. And I just wanted to sh- her to share some perspective about um, small businesses, the restaurant industry right now, and what we can do to help them. Um, So Sheena, tell us a little bit about your vision of the Harvey House and what you want it to bring to the Madison community. Sure. I mean, we um, moved back here and started looking for restaurant spaces almost two and a half years ago. Uh, we really wanted to find something small and Joe was going to be the chef and I was going to run in front of the house. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we just weren't finding spaces that we felt super excited about. We started obviously doing a bunch of business planning, um, working with a friend in New York who um, helped us create a pretty elaborate pro forma and realized that the kind of business that we wanted to run both from a financial perspective and from like a growth um, personally and professionally perspective was one that needed to be a little bit bigger. So we started looking at some bigger spaces. We got really, really lucky. Um, our good friend Ian Gerfield, who owns Ian's Pizza, connected us to um, the space that we signed a lease on two years ago, which is in the old train station on West Washington and Regent. It's a baggage handler's building that's a standalone building next to the big station building. Um, We really wanted something that was going to feel historically significant to Madison um, that had some, um, you know, some feeling of um, culture and preservation. We love the idea of preserving old buildings, um, something that had a lot of character. And so finding this building was really wonderful. we really want to raise our family in this business. We've both been working in or with restaurants for our entire careers and feel strongly that a restaurant really is kind of the heart, heart of a, of a city or part of the heart of a city. Um, so that's what we're trying to create. Mm-hmm. And what advice would you give to the entrepreneurs that have a dream, but just don't know how to bring their vision to life? like you've done, like you're doing right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, getting into it, I had no idea how much work um, any business is in creating. 
And um, I think anything good is worth that work. Um, but, you know, I mean, all the things like don't give up and, you know, um, what you put in it, you'll get out of it. I mean, all of those things, all those sayings are kind of there because they're true. Um, I don't know that if I didn't, we have two children under three years old right now. So during this process, it's been very intense um, in lots of different ways. And I think in some ways the kids have been helpful so that I have to stop thinking about it at some point and mm -hmm. give them the attention that they need and deserve. So mm -hmm. I think just pushing through it and believing in your vision and really not backing down from um, what you know in your heart to be right about that business. Mm -hmm. I loved that. And you're an amazing mom, Shana, and I know this firsthand. What advice would you give to the working mom that's trying to juggle it all? Well, thank you, Jenna. I mean, it's not going to look exactly how you thought it was going to look, I think, or at least it hasn't for me. Um, and that it's not, you know, uh, all going to be organic food and butterflies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and that you really just need to do what you need to do. And that if you're creating something that you feel like is really going to feed you, that that's really the kind of mom that I want my kids to have. So I've been really trying to focus on what's going to make us personally happy and then um, creating that, you know, our, our happy family based on that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. This is such a heavy time in our world right now with the coronavirus. And it's changing on a day-to-day -day basis. How do you believe this is impacting the restaurant industry? Um, in so many ways. It's a really, really heartbreaking time for this industry. And it's a very scary time to be about to open a restaurant um, in this time. Um, many of our friends have completely closed their restaurants all across the country. Some of them are trying to um, think of different revenue streams. So either doing takeout or sort of like a grocery model, um, baskets of food. Um, it's very tricky because most of those businesses didn't have those systems in place before. So creating those systems all of a sudden without having too many hiccups is really challenging, mm -hmm. especially having to really downscale on staff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the restaurant industry and small businesses really um, aren't super supported by our systems. Mm -hmm. So because restaurants particularly have um, such tight margins, it's really, really, really hard during these kind of times because these are the times that we, that we make a little money, you know, we make a little money each month mm -hmm. to add to, you know, the goals of the business and to lose these months and to try to support staff in some kind of way, whether or not that's letting them go so that they can um, get unemployment or trying to support them by furloughing them and, you know, paying their health insurance, if that's how the business um, has created itself, but it's really, really challenging times for restaurants and small businesses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do you think is the biggest lesson you are learning through this process of opening a restaurant? That it really takes a village of people that you trust and respect and love to um, create 
anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we know what we know and have been really um, open that we don't know everything about, you know, all of these different pieces of starting a business and restaurants. I feel like, like we are pretty comfortable running um, the business um, with some help, of course, from accountants and lawyers and designers and, um, you know, so many people um, play a role in all of these different businesses. My parents helping us with the kids are committing to helping us with the kids when the restaurant opens, incredible staff members that um, we are in the process of hiring and have hired a few. Um, but yeah, it really takes a lot of people. Mm-hmm. With all these different balls that you're juggling, Shana, how do you take care of yourself? That's a good question. I've been really trying to focus on that. Um, I've been trying to meditate even just five minutes in the morning when I wake up. Um, I've been trying to walk. I mean, during this time, since we can't like go to gyms or go get massages or go do things that help us feel good and take care of ourselves, I've been trying to exercise a few times a week, but not make my list so long that I feel guilty that I'm not accomplishing the things. I'm definitely a list and goal-oriented person, so trying not to beat myself up for Mm -hmm. that is part of self-care too. Giving yourself a lot of grace during this time period. What do you think we can do as a community to (laughs) help keep small businesses in business right now? Well, um, supporting them in every way that, that you feel comfortable. Um, if you have the means financially, um, you know, getting the to-go um, orders or contributing to these um, different tip pools on GoFundMe, um, writing to your favorite restaurant owners and asking them directly if there's specific things that they need um, from like an equipment perspective, or if they are changing their business model, maybe there's something that you could like gift the business um, if that you have, if you don't have the financial means, or just when they get back up and going to frequent them um, and tip them and, you know, do as much as you can from a financial perspective. Another way that you can support them is by calling our local government and saying that we really need to create um, better systems for unemployment and health benefits for these small companies. Right now, a $15 an hour employee that works 40 hours a week gets about $200 a week in unemployment. And, you know, you can barely pay some a, a, a low rent with that money. Mm-hmm. So the systems to support this kind of situation are just really not there. So trying to engage with local government and ask them, asking them to help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. Thank you. And, you know, to wrap up today, Shana, let's say the coronavirus clears up like we all hope it does. And by the summertime, sometime in the summer, the Harvey House is open to the public. What do you envision the restaurant being? What do you envision yourself at the restaurant? What is it going to look like? What do you want customers to take away after their experience of eating at the Harvey house? Could you share a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, I think that we have thought about um, generosity through every part of opening this restaurant. So the moment you step on the property that 
there's a beautiful archway that you walk through onto the, you know, the train platform that we're glassing in that you can enjoy drinks and snacks on or in the house, um, you know, trying to select materials that feel warm and comforting and generous. And um, the menu is really one that is um, classic combinations of things that are slightly more elevated. So really thinking about um, trying to make people feel comfortable and special at all, at all moments there. And to tell our listeners, if you live here in Madison, I have seen the designs of the restaurant and they are spectacular. And I've also had the privilege of having Joe's, her husband, who's the main <laughs> chef, his cooking. And that in itself is just going to be an incredible addition to our Madison community. So I cannot wait Thank you, Jenna. for you That's both. So nice of you. And even with all of this going on, I think it's really important for all of us to cling to hope that, you know what, this summer, everything will be up and running. And I cannot wait for my family and I to go and sit and have a beautiful dinner at the Harvey house. So thank you. For, welcome you. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your intellect and knowledge and passion with all of our listeners today. Thank you so much for having me, Jenna. Thank you.